0: Americans have been traveling down the health insurance highway for decades. But lately, it's been taking us to places we don't want to go. For Christians, it's hard to know which road to take. Or is it? Samaritan Ministries provides a different direction, a
1: biblical path for their members to pray for each other and share financially in each other's medical needs. This idea that Samaritan has adopted from the book of Acts should permeate all parts of our lives, not just health sharing. We, as a body of believers, are living out New Testament Christianity. This is what God intended for the church.
2: Do you believe that you need an insurance company, or do you believe that God will provide your needs? And there are people that you've never met before who are going to pray for you and meet your needs. There's another way.
3: Looking for a new direction for
0: your health care? Visit us online at Ministries.org.
2: cross Politic begins in 3, 2, 1.
3: I have a heart that breaks for a dying city. Stop cursing your future. <laughs> Is not true. For all intents and purposes, I am a woman. No government, no
2: political system has ultimate supremacy. Jesus is king of kings, and it's about time our nation return in humble submission to his worship. You are not protecting women. You are authorizing the destruction of 500,000 little
3: women every year. Oh, but I didn't uh, start it. Uh, sir, sir, with all due respect, that's the argument of a five-year-old. I didn't start it. Right, when the Spirit comes upon people, they go to war. They go to battle, and the enemies of God are driven back, and they're slaughtered.
2: You are listening to Cross Politic with Gabe Wrench, the Water Boy, Pastor Toby Sumter, and the Chocolate Knox. Hello, y'all! Welcome to Cross Politic. We're live at the Exhibitors Hall in G three, Atlanta, motion. Georgia. I'm Water Boy, Pastor Toby. We got Chalk Knox, and of course, we're here with Pastor Tom Askel, who needs no introduction. No,
0: but uh, I, I do have a question that needs to be answered. Why are you called the Water Boy?
3: Um. So. Uh, because he's always trying to baptize babies. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. On purpose, too. It's on purpose. You, exactly. you might want to know. It's not even you yeah, watch accident. out. you uh, done messed so
2: up, AA, <laughs> Ron! <laughs> so, what happened was, is when we intro'd everybody, it was like, hey, this is Pastor Toby, this is Chuck Knox, and I'm Gabe. It's kind of lame. And so, I serve as a deacon at my church. And so, I was like, hey, water boy. There you so go. That, all right. That's how it happened. I like yeah. that. I like it. There we go. Okay. So, now sticks. So, we're at G3. The conference is on worship, Yeah, and and but before we get to that point, uh, David, Chuck Knox, and Tom Askell did a documentary this last year. Well,
1: Founders did a documentary, and they allowed me to help hey, that's with it.
2: <laughs> that's, that's, that what, that's what yeah, you yeah. meant like that. I,
3: I thought it was Doug Wilson's media.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could tell who you've been reading.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I want to ask you, because you get all the hot takes of everything that's going on. People send you emails what's been the tone that's been coming back to you what have you been sensing since the release of the documentary
0: overwhelmingly, I would say at least ninety probably above ninety five percent of the response has been incredibly positive yeah. I mean not just positive but incredibly positive uh, even walking over here today for this show, I was stopped four times i think it was by people who all commented that they had recently watched the documentary and were thanking me for it uh one from united presbyterian church he said you know this isn't in our church right now but we see it coming and um uh former southern baptists uh some ministry leaders were, were just the ones most recently yeah so my emails and uh, uh letters and Phone calls have been overwhelmingly positive, mostly from pastors, though I, there's a good a good percentage of folks who aren't pastors but are faithful church members, yeah. and some of whom have been uh, very disillusioned because of things that went on in their congregations and they didn't understand what was happening, right. and now mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. Uh, one pastor told me today, he said, you know, I, I was in constant tension with this former ta- past, uh, uh, staff member, until he resigned a couple of years ago. He said, but now I understand why. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, He said, we just right. didn't understand it. So right. you,
3: made, you made the case in uh, By What Standard, I think, so strongly, like such a strong case. You get to the end of the film, and I can imagine a number of people, pastors, leaders, maybe members in the SBC, saying, it's too late. Mm. And, of course, you have that call to repentance at right. the end there, and you say, I need to repent, right. you need right. to repent, this has happened on our watch, but it's, it seems like it's so ingrained, it's so infected, I can imagine a lot of people in the SBC saying, we got to get out.
0: Yeah, right.
3: What's your response to, to that?
0: Yeah, I understand it completely. Yeah. I understand it, and uh, being Southern Baptist, not being Southern Baptist, that's a conscience matter. And so, I would never try to be lord of anyone's conscience. And right. understand, okay, you you may need to get out. I, I get that. However, if you have been in and you got vested interests in being Southern baptist don't get out without seeking to exercise proper stewardship over those interests. Oh. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Can you list can you
3: list some of those? Yeah, interests? that's what I was gonna yeah. I was
1: yeah. gonna say pretty much all everybody like talk about, about getting out our has vested interests. Absolutely. Because they're given their money. That's right.
0: Yeah. I mean time, energy, money. You you look at the Southern Baptist Convention and the, the Southern Baptist Convention is not a church. It's one of the misunderstandings that some other evangelicals have about us. We are an association of churches, right. and associations are important. And I, I think I can make a biblical case for associationalism. However, uh, an association is not a church, and so in that sense, it is a para church. So is that, is
1: that your way to saying we're not Presbyterians? That's right. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's
0: one way. That's just one cut way. To the chase. We forgive you. <laughs> it's, it's a
2: denomination, but it's not.
0: <laughs> well, um, it, it's a convention. It's an association of churches, it's all voluntary. Yeah,
1: right, right. And, and so, Be careful, Gabe. They came back from liberalism. Okay? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just be careful. Just, it's hard for us to hold
2: anything on that when they yeah, beat us. The, they, they did. The denomination or association? Yeah. <laughs> came and back so from when liberalism. you look at
0: the Southern Baptist Convention, we, we've got, uh, we started in 1845, and a lot of uh, mistakes and a lot of things that we regret and things that we would be embarrassed about today, things that we've acknowledged and we need to repent over and how things have been done in our heritage and history at points. But in and through all of that, man, it has been the largest mission sending agency through connectionalism of local churches um in modern history i would argue probably in the history of the world wow yeah i mean wow. it's massive wow. yeah. i mean even today it's the largest protestant nomination in north america and we have four to five thousand uh missionaries throughout the world that are supported by the cooperative efforts of these southern baptist churches so i mean right. that's not insignificant that's just one thing right and yeah, you could say, "Oh, yeah," but I know this missionary, and he does bad stuff, or these were bad things done by Southern Baptist missions. I'm not going to argue sure. that, that hadn't happened. You can find that in any denomination yeah. or association. Yeah, sure. yeah, but yeah. when you look at it, I, I can tell you, our church has sent uh, five, I think it was four or five missions, our people and, and uh, families from our our congregation to all of them went to work with Muslims and but Muslim one in Uzbekistan, one in Athens greece uh one in indonesia and one in uh, pakistan yeah and we we went through the SBC agency they were our missionaries we sent them they're accountable to us right but we use the organizational structure for training and for support
1: and protection i'm sure right? i
0: can tell you the, the 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 genius of this system uh was de- demonstrated more than once my daughter actually went to uh, one of those countries and lived on lockdown for the first six months because of the Taliban and wow. because of wow. bombs going off and people being uh, wow. killed in the streets outside where she was. Yeah. Uh, another couple that we sent uh, had an assassination on, attempt on the president's life in Uzbekistan while, shortly after they got there. And there were protocols in place for right. them to go to safe houses and if needed to be uh, extracted, could have been extracted. That doesn't happen accidentally. That doesn't happen. Our church could not do that by ourselves. Right. Right. The institution
3: has helped. The the infrastructure that's needed to support that kind of thing. There's,
0: I mean, there's value in that, and so I think okay, I'm vested in that. Yeah. Yeah. And if 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 conservative Baptists, if if Bible believing Baptists leave the SBC, it's not the SBC is not going to die. It's going to continue. But it's going to continue without the kind of influence that those who have left could have exerted had they been willing to stand and fight and to exercise stewardship in ways that I would encourage them to do uh, more so than we have done thus far.
2: Do you think there's like a a silent majority in the SBC on this issue? Absolutely. Um, I I have no doubt about it. they would just um, understand the issues, get more involved. Yeah. Sorry. Wow, I really need to eat that, don't I? <laughs> it's um, a microphone game. Yeah, 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 where, where uh, if they just get involved, that things would change pretty quickly?
0: Well, I don't know how quickly they would change, but I do believe that most people are have just been unaware. And I say that because I have been somewhat aware. I mean, I, I like to think of myself as knowing what's going on, and i paid attention. You're a and, statesman. I don't know if I'd call myself <laughs> that. <laughs> Godfather. I'm, I'm a pastor. Godfather, there you go. I'm a pastor who, yeah. who reads and keeps up. And these things that have come in over the last five, six, seven years, eight years, came in without me being aware of it. Yeah, And so I'm, I'm consciously trying to be aware. And right. so I have no right. doubt. And You're I heard relatively
3: the involved, and even you were uh, been somewhat caught off guard. Yeah, absolutely, I was. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay,
2: there's one so- uh, uh, we'll real quick before sure, we go, go further. Um, there's kind of an analogous, I think, situation going on. Um, we had Joseph back home on the show uh, months ago, and he was just talking about if conservatives in Se- conservative churches in Seattle, which is a super liberal city, would just um, get out and vote. They would actually um, own Seattle. It would actually be kind of a conservative city, wow. which you think it's like that's a big mountain to climb. Yeah. And but the problem is actually there's a lot of conservatives that are just sitting in the pews and not engaging in culture or anything. Right. Even they're with raising, their vote, they're
1: raising and, their kids though. They're, you know, they're, they're conservatives raising their kids. They're, they're engaged with their families. They're trying to be Christians at home. Yeah. They haven't put that in their schedules and, and what they yeah. do. And it's, you sim-
3: know? it's similar. I think to something you said. I think you mentioned this at the end of the of the doc. Um, is a lot of pastors have been busy in good things right. at home, yep. right? And so they're discipling um, new Christians, they're teaching Sunday school classes, they're they're doing parish ministry and preaching the gospel faithfully, and they didn't go to the big meetings, right? And they sort of assume you know good stuff's happening, right. But they've been they've been doing faithful stuff, and this is the problem that conservatives have over and over again, right? Because yeah. right. conservatives have a life, mm. uh, you know, conservatives <laughs> give themselves to good things family children education working hard and they don't worship politics right and they frequently don't have the time energy or interest or desire yeah after all everything else is done to go then run for public office go to the convention go to the denominational meeting Mm -hmm. and then over and over again the people who worship the politics you know and again that's you know for the hard leftists but then you know those who are more into that tend to run the ship yeah
1: so what i've seen i usually come this just recently happened i was talking to a pastor who is who saw the doc um and was in one sense or another happy for the doc not because he was happy to see what was going on but because he was it it validated a reason for him to leave the southern baptist convention he sees something was going on could put his finger on it the doc comes out he's like okay validates his reason to leave and i brought that to you in a telephone conversation because i i really don't think it's time to leave Mm -hmm. i feel like that um if there's a Oh, this might be a really bad thing to say, but if, if, if there's a dangerous bear in the woods and you have a chance to engage that bear and deal with it and fight that bear, mm-hmm. deal with it. Don't leave from it and let it run around the, the woods. Yeah, right. <laughs> Catch, they, catching other people. Ca- catching other right. folks. That's and, right. And, and if you have the ability to engage it and deal with it, then deal with it. Because otherwise, you're going to leave somebody else to get injured by that bear. That's right. And yeah. so I think right now, there's a lot of pastors that have influence. And I was telling this pastor, you have influence inside the Southern Baptist Convention. And he said, hey, have you, have you met anybody from IMB? He's like, I know five or six people from there. I wouldn't let them preach in my church. Mm. From, from what? Uh, International Mission Board. Okay. Okay. Mm. And, and, uh, and I, I was asking him, I was like, well, do you give your offering to there? Is that what? Like, yeah. Have you sent a letter to them? And I brought that to you, but then you laid out like six different other things that he could do mm-hmm. to engage. And I don't hear other pastors in the Southern Baptist Convention they feel like they don't have any form to any way to engage. They right. don't know the politics of how it works. And so they just, okay, now I can cut it, ship and run. It can because feel like it's too big. It's, it's too big. Right. It's too messed up. Yeah. I can't engage it. And I'm tired of giving my money. We're done with
2: it. You become an isolationist. I bring
1: that to you and you're like, hey, do this, do that, do this, do that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what do you say to that guy? Yeah, I, I say, well,
0: look, I understand your frustration. Right. I mean, I, I get it. But uh, there is a, an indictment that ought to come back to your own head. I mean, this is, as has happened to me, I, I bear responsibility for letting this happen. Our associational structure is such that if there are problems anywhere in the association, each individual church has the responsibility to address it. The way it works is, is we understand the Bible to teach the autonomy of local churches. So this Grace Baptist Church in Cape Coral, Florida, doesn't do anything because somebody in Nashville, Tennessee, tells us to do it. We just right. don't do that. Right. But we voluntarily associate with a local group of Southern Baptist churches. We also voluntarily associate with a state convention of churches and with the national SBC. Our church is autonomous, the local association is autonomous, the state convention is autonomous, and the SBC is autonomous. Mm -hmm. And what that means then is that authority genuinely, though not always practically, runs from the church to Mm -hmm. those other layers Mm -hmm. of uh, autonomy. So if something's happening at the SBC level, the state level, the associational level, the local church can and should speak to it. And if we abdicate that, if we give that up, then we're leaving it to others to shape and influence decisions and directions. So my call, my desire as a pastor is to say, okay, we've dropped the ball here. We've been asleep. God's helped us open our eyes, cause us to see things. Now we need to address these things because it's not okay for some of these dangerous ideologies that, by what standard, has shined the light upon. It's not okay for those things to be influencing entities and agencies that are owned by the churches of the Southern Baptist Convention. So yeah.
3: give, some, you, give some practical, like, it, what so, can be done? What are the yeah. things that you say? Here, have you tried this? Have you tried this? You know, here's, right. the, here's the ten well, things you can in do. In
0: the last couple of days, uh, Dr. Jason Allen, the president of the Midwest Baptist Theological Seminary, one of the six seminaries. We interviewed him, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, oh. we did. Oh, for uh, the doc. For the documentary. He didn't make the cut. Though, he, didn't, he didn't get in, but yeah, he was oh, interviewed okay. for it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Allen wrote an article. Uh, responding to something that had been said about him in an article that was not true, and in the midst of that, he says, "Look," he said, I, "I'm accountable. I'm accountable to my trustees, but I realize I'm accountable to the churches, the SBC, and every SBC entity and agency is accountable." So he mm-hmm. says, "If you have a complaint, then a uh, concern, voice it," and he encourages do that privately. So write a letter. Okay. You'll make a phone call, and if he said he he said in his article, "I'm confident that every agency head will respond." Well, I appreciate his confidence, but that has not been the case, and it's documentably not the case in some situations. I bear personal testimony to that. But he said if they don't respond, then you've arguably got a a concern that is legitimate to take to the trustees and maybe even publicly. So I would encourage every Southern Baptist pastor who is alarmed by things, for example, that they saw and by what standard, write letters to the agencies and entity heads and say, we are concerned. I know for a fact this has been and is being done. I also know for a fact that some of those who are doing this have not received responses or have received just kind of dismissive responses. Mm. So by Dr. Allen's exhortation, we then need to go to the trustees and go public with it. And let's let's have a public conversation. So the
1: trustees are the ones who kind of manage what's happening at the seminary. That's right.
0: And one of the difficulties we have, quite honestly, is that we have kind of morphed over the last 20 to 30 years as this whole inerrancy controversy, by God's grace, was uh, resolved with uh, a return to the absolute affirmation of the inerrancy of Scripture, which is a a wonderful thing, is that there has been kind of a letting down of the guard. And the trustees— have begun to think of themselves by and large as working for the entities of which they are the trustees. Sounds like American government. Rather <laughs> than the churches. Yeah, yeah. Rather than the churches. Yeah, yeah. So again, what we need is a process for trustees to be educated in their responsibilities and their fiduciary uh, responsibilities for the congregations that they serve, mm. not the entities. Yeah. And that's how they serve the entities is by serving the churches and holding the entities accountable to the churches. Right. Look, all that needs to be highlighted, and we right. need to educate. So walk right. me back.
1: How do we get trustees? Trustees are appointed. <laughs> You're going to laugh. <laughs> this, is a, this is
0: a very Baptist way of doing things. Okay.
1: I'm, I'm, I know that. Can okay. you draw, can you
0: draw <laughs> a picture
3: for us? <laughs> <laughs> enough
0: enough we don't, we don't have, a, we don't have a big bad. enough whiteboard, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but but what happens is the president of the Southern Mass Convention appoints the committee on committees. That's yeah. what his most significant uh, activity that he can do besides just having a bully okay. pulpit. Okay. The committee on committees appoints a committee on boards. Okay. Whoa. Yeah, I'm not finished. Committee on boards. The committee on boards then will recommend uh, board members, trustees to all of the entities and agencies on a rotating basis. And so, not okay. you know, the boards never turn over all at once. Okay. It's like a third yeah. or something like that, or something every year, and then those trustee nominations from the Committee on Nominations will be voted on at the annual meetings of the Southern Baptist Convention.
1: Okay. 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 So that's
0: how the convention was turned to reaffirm inerrancy is we got conservative presidents who cons- appointed conservative members of that Committee on Committees, yeah. who appointed conservative members on Committee on Nominations, who then recommended conservatives to the agencies as trustees. Which was then com-
3: what, at the at the
2: Southern Baptist that's Convention. That's right, that's and, right. And what committee are you on? Uh, let's see. <laughs> Let me think.
0: Yeah, I'm Doo-doo. I'm I'm on the silent prayer committee.
2: <laughs>
1: so so when people are having a problem with their commit with their um, uh, trustees being to the left of them, we need to look at the president that was selected in order to get that.
0: The president, uh, of the SBC, yeah, that right. was
3: led during that time to see who was well. That's then, right. But then also these other layers that were. The, the, you know, yeah, broken in, down these, these on the way. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah.
0: And, yeah, and let, let me just say too, you know, I, this is not a clear cut left right thing in my mind. Right. No. Because right. I right. believe that many of the folks that I take issue with and would disagree with me in my positions, yeah, um, they are people who are evangelical. They are people who yeah. believe in the inerrancy of Scripture, the the uh, substitutionary atonement of Christ. But they have they have been subtly, I want to believe on on the most part they have been brought into a way of thinking that is unhealthy and contrary and undermining to the very commitments they hold theologically. So I, I don't see this, for the most part, as a right-left issue. I see this as our enemy, the, the unseen realm, coming in and influencing us, maintaining our conservative bona fides yeah. right. in drifting into areas that will undermine the very things we affirm. Isn't, on, isn't those, this,
2: on those committees... Are is it only pastors no. selecting? No, no, uh, overseers or trustees for the. Symposium? No, they're not
0: only okay. pastors, and some of. them, I, I can't remember. I know on a uh, state <laughs> level, uh, some of them have to be a, a certain percentage. You know, pastor, not pastor. I'm okay. not sure yeah. how that works in all okay. the entities.
3: That's Tom. I um I on the on the left thing and conservative thing, mm-hmm. hasn't it always been the case in at in least recent few hundred years that this is how liberalism always starts. That, Absolutely. That there's people pointing to all their conservative bona fides. Yep. You know, we still believe in this. We still believe in this. Yeah. How could you say right. we're going liberal? Yeah. And and, and there's truth to that. I mean, That's they, right. Because people don't go liberal overnight. They don't wake up one morning and say, uh, How did that happen? You know, uh, you know whatever. <laughs> I, voted, I voted Hillary. How did that happen? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Yeah. So, so they so they start, you know, that's how it is. It is. They can point to all these things and say, but look, I'm still conservative. Right. So how is that not happening here? It, well, I fear that it is happening. Okay. Okay. I really
0: do. And again, I, w- I, I don't want to throw anybody on the bus or just look at anybody and say, sure. oh, well, you're an outright liberal. Oh, sure. But man, we, we got to know our history. Right. That's exactly what happened yeah. in the modernist controversy exactly. in the early 20th century. And the, the people who were being uh, highlighted and pointed to as, as dangerous in what they were advocating, uh, they had all their supporters saying, how dare you? Right. These, these are faithful men. These yeah. are faithful preachers of God's word. Uh, Schleiermacher didn't think he was doing anything except defending Christianity. Right. And he ushered in a whole new way of being liberal. Right. Oh. So, yeah, that has happened historically. And if we think that we're beyond that, we're naive. Right. And that's my fear is that we've got a great deal of theological, historical naivete that is at play right now. Right.
2: I, I, I still feel like when you describe it as naivete that you're kind of giving some pass. Yeah, I know, the, I know. Some of the issues. People, people accuse me of that. I get
3: that. No, he, he protects Kent, his Kent enemies. Gabe doesn't believe in giving anybody a pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. You
1: understand? So when you were <laughs> what, making the documentary, now that you look back over it and you see that uh, what, what, what you made, is there something that you wish you would have put in there? Is it, what you feel like I wish you would have had enough time to do this? Because the thing was two hours long. Yeah, I
0: know. Yeah. Well, we had stuff that, of course, you know, yeah. didn't make it in. Um, I could wish for uh, a more positive Okay, so what? What do we do? What is the alternative? How are we to think about uh, race relations? How are we to think about women in the church? How are we to think about those who uh, suffer from um, gender dysphoria and sexual confusion? And, and of course, that's what this next uh, wield the sword, we hope to come back and offer some positive instructions. Yeah, this is part two, maybe, of By What Standard. Part
3: two? Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah,
0: it's coming. Uh, It's called Wield the Sword. Wield the Sword. Yeah, because, you know. That was Jared. He came up with that. Was Jared? He, he did <laughs> come up with that. He, but by are but to, to my degree, de- about to do. He, he came up with that when I was in the uh, intensive care unit. and said, "Hey, what do you think of this?" Shad
2: What
3: else
0: did he come up with while you were I, in the ICU? I don't know. He, told is, me, is he head pastor now? He, he, he tells me we got a lot of things to look over once I get back. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, he did. He did a ton of work on this and uh, very thoughtfully so. And I think it was through a conversation maybe Knox you and he yeah. had together about we were plotting. Yeah. <laughs> about, uh, it, you know, the, the Southern Baptists have affirmed the inerrancy of Scripture. Yeah. We believe it. Yeah. You know, we nobody's going to convince us that the Bible is anything other than infallible, errant. It is God's inscripturated word. Well, then doesn't it make sense that we should take that word off the shelf and actually open it uh, and come read on it yeah. and see what yeah. it, it right. is? Amen. Yeah. 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 So that's what we're hoping to do in looking at specific issues like race and, and you know the whole baptism. Anti, uh, well, we want to settle that. You know? <laughs> we already read that page. <laughs> maybe, should, maybe should do that, that again. Uh, and, and and try to address these things and and uh, actually not just shine light on the error but show here is what the Word says. This is why it is wrong, and this is if you believe this and you go this route, this is where it leads. This is what you're going to be undermining, yeah. and this is what God's called us to believe, where he's called us to stand. So we're hoping to do that on specific subjects going forward in these uh, Tom, uh, smaller.
3: Do you think it's places. accurate to say that if, if the last major controversy was the, over the inerrancy of Scripture— is this next wave over the sufficiency of Scripture?
0: I, I, yeah, I do believe that. Although, uh, you know, I, I believe that those things are so wedded together. From we, yeah. you know, yeah, where well, we thought they were. Yeah. I mean, and they are. They well, are. In the right?
1: in heresy yeah. in the though, then not we have a clear liberal line? Well, right now, you know, it seems like the, the fight is more in-house, in-camp.
2: Right. Than did, it, it, did it start out as clear? I mean, I, I don't know my history there. Yeah, well, I,
1: I, it, it, it did
0: because things were being... Uh, advocated that were so bad. For example, in the early 1970s, Southern Baptist Convention was on record supporting abortion in Roe v. Wade. Right. Whoa! Yeah, I mean, like so th- voted like
2: a resolution. Oh uh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. there. In fact, Tom Nettles. If you want to get some insight into this, you can read his recent articles that he wrote, uh, doing a, a brief. Exposition of Resolution 9 at SBC 19. Okay. We published that on the founders.org oh, yeah. site. Yeah. And he shows how the resolutions committee, for two or three or four years in a row in the early 70s, there was a gentleman who tried to introduce a resolution to speak against abortion and they kept slapping it down. They kept wow. slapping it down. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, that was going on. <laughs> Wow. Uh, we we wow. had we had horrific things and this is what makes it somewhat difficult today. Yeah, you know, we had a professor at Southern Seminary, uh, a theology professor who would begin every semester his lecture on scripture by taking a copy of the Bible to the trash can and throwing it in the garbage. That's how he began his lecture. What? Wow. Yeah. We yeah. don't need this. Yeah. No, that's right. Not sufficient that's what, you yeah. what, what you, you think, think is wrong. What you think is wrong. Wow. And we had professors who were advocating for uh homosexual relationships yeah. as Christians. So when you compare that to where we are today, you say and that's what people are doing. You're right. crazy if you think yeah. that that's what we're look how far yeah. we've yeah. come. We're not yeah. there. That's anywhere right. close to there. That's right. So in that sense it was much more blatant and easier to address. These things are more subtle but it is the sufficiency of scripture. Because here's what I think's going on, Toby. I, I I think we got a lot of people who believe the Bible that are actually embarrassed by some of the things mm. the Bible say, right. says. Amen. They're yeah, embarrassed. Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And when you just read some of those verses, it's like, I've done this. Right. Quite honestly, I've done this on social media. I've just put verses out there. And they say, you're taking that out of context. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I
0: just quoted it. I just don't, quoted don't, it. Don't, don't you know those are the verses misogynists use to yeah. oppress women? Don't you know those are the verses that people use to justify slavery? Yeah, the slave yeah. owners I'm use, saying, yeah. okay, are there any other verses in the Bible that we should be ashamed of and not use anymore? Right. I mean, so I think that's where we are. We've assumed that we really do believe and are submissive to the book. Yeah, because we have a confession that says, "Oh yeah, we're all inheritists." Right. So,
1: where's the website if people want to go to check out the wield the sword?
0: Yeah, founders. dot org. founders. dot org. If you'll go, uh, there's a uh, about the synodoc, or it says synodoc somewhere on the the heading of that opening page. Click on that, and you go, you'll see wield the sword and information about uh, how you can become involved in supporting that and what the
1: plan is going forward. It's a free film, so if you haven't seen by what standard, yeah, uh, founders. dot org forward slash synodoc. Everybody right. should go and watch. There's a it. new one coming. The will the Sword is going to be,
3: what, 15?
0: 15 is what we're planning on. 15, uh, what are we calling this? Docu-series? There we go. We keep on making up these words. I love it. It's <laughs> great.
3: Why not? It's so yeah. good to see you up and about. Thank yeah. you. It's good to be up and Thanks about. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. yeah. Praying for awesome. you, brother. Thanks. Looking forward to
1: what's next. If you're single, get married. You might want to close your ears for this next <laughs> part. That's right. And take your headphones off. If you're single, get married. If you're married, have kids. And if you have kids, get them baptized Baptize after they them. come to faith go, in go, Jesus go, Christ. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Until uh, later today, more from G3, hopefully. Uh, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is crosspolitan. Thanks, Pastor. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Hey, did
2: I, uh...
3: Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community.